Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 124. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I have a great discussion with Clara from Next Step Test Prep. And we've been breaking down for the last several months, breaking down Next Step Test Prep full length 10 and we are wrapping up almost bio biochem, moving on to psychosoc here shortly. If you don't already listen to the pre-med years, I would recommend you go check out the pre-med years at premedyears.com. We cover everything that you need to know as a pre-med, not just for the MCAT, but as a pre-med in terms of applications and interviewing and so much more. Again, that's premedyears.com. Let's go ahead and jump in and say hello to Clara. Clara, back with some more MCAT podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Back with some BioBioChem, so I'm excited. Yes. BioBioChem <laughs> from Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10, the practice exam 10, which uh, is the last in your series. Let me ask you a question. What is the plan, if you can can tell me, or if, or if there's any secrets, maybe not, uh, <laughs> any plans for new full length exams? Not currently. Okay. But <laughs> nothing, nothing that we're going to make public. But no, we basically what we found is that um, a lot of students are are looking for more non full length practice also. Mm -hmm. So um, like Q banks and that sort of thing, because they're right. The AAMC has their four full lengths out there. We have our 10. So uh, it's pr pretty rare for a student to get through 14 in full form. So yeah. um, we're looking into ways we can really amp up the other practice students get and mm -hmm. sort of hit on every, you know, every everything they should be doing during their prep, not just tests. And your Q banks and, and the extra questions are all following a similar kind of testing environment that you'll get on test day, correct? Absolutely. Our QBanks, um, our online QBanks, are all the exact um, test day interface, at least the 2018 test day interface. Of course, um, we don't suspect that anything has really changed in 2019, although it's possible. Um, but but yeah, so our full lengths, our QBanks, even our free diagnostic tests are all identical um, or virtually identical to the way the real test will look. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the WMC releasing their new test materials, and those aren't following what the, the testing environment is like. So that's uh, something if you tried them and you didn't like it, Next Step has their, their tests as well and the QBanks. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So full length 10, we're on to passage five. And so just uh, just to remind the listener, what's the the passage kind of breakdown and, and discrete breakdown that they're going to see in bio biochem. Definitely. 
Uh, so BioBioChem is going to be like any other science section. And what that means is it'll be mostly passages. So 44 of the 59 questions are going to be passage-based. And then the remaining 15 are discrete. So that's about, what, like three-quarters of the questions are passage-based questions. Okay. Uh-huh. So that explains why we've done mainly passages lately. Mm-hmm. But we'll see some discretes. Good. All right. <laughs> and read passage five. All right. Passage 5. Injuries to peripheral nerves are common, and after injury, the proximal stump of the nerve is capable of regeneration and reinnervation. Repair requires bridging the gap and the introduction of Schwann cells, growth factors, and an extracellular matrix for guiding axonal extension and nerve regeneration. Axons regenerate along aligned Schwann cells called bands of Bungner. Stem cells may prove useful to treat spinal cord injuries. The availability of large numbers of human epidermal neurocrest stem cells, HEPI, NCSC, for autologous use and for disease modeling and drug discovering is highly desirable. HEPI, NCSC cells are biologically the most relevant cell type to generate Schwann cells as they are direct descendants of the embryonic neurocrest. Notably, HEPI, NCSC can be isolated via a small biopsy of hairy skin and they can be expanded ex vivo into millions of stem cells in adherent culture. In addition, HEPI NCSC-derived Schwann cells express neurotrophins and other growth factors essential for nerve regeneration. Angiogenesis is crucial for nerve repair. In vivo, Schwann cell precursors differentiate into immature Schwann cells, which undergo terminal differentiation into one of two types of mature Schwann cell, myelinating and non-myelinating. These mature cells rapidly proliferate with a doubling time of 12 hours. Schwann cell differentiation and maintenance are dependent on growth factors that are provided by the embryonic microenvironment and the axons with which they interact. To identify and examine the genes necessary for proper Schwann cell production, a comprehensive gene knockout profile was generated with RNA from HEPI and CSC-derived Schwann cells. Individual genes were knocked out, and then Schwann cell proliferation was measured by cell count after 24 hours. All right. Okay. All I see when I see the HEPI NCSE is like NC, what's the NCSI? (laughs) Yeah, whatever that TV show is. Anyway. um, So Schwann cells. All right. Uh, Question 22. Which of the following is not a potential advantage of using HEPI NCSC over adult stem cells in the study? A, HEPI NCSC and Schwann cells are both derived from the same precursor. B, the significant migratory ability of neural crust cells means that there is no need for purification of cell cultures. C, H, E, P, I, N, C, S, C do not form tumors in vivo, which is a hallmark of adult stem cells. And D, in vivo, H, E, P, I, N, C, S, C cells translocate away from the neural tube and give rise to a wide array of cell types and tissues. All right, so we need to go back to the N, C, S, C and um, figure out what those were all about again. Uh, if we didn't remember uh, what they were. Um, And so biologically, the most relevant cell type to generate uh, Schwann cells, direct descendants of the embryonic neural crest, 
they can be isolated with the biopsy of hairy skin and into millions of stem cells in uh, adherent culture. The drive cells express neurotropins and other growth factors essential for nerve regeneration. Okay, so they're pretty important, right? They're pretty cool. Um, so going through A, uh, H, EPI, NCSE, and Schwann cells are both derived from the same precursor. That's seems weird to me because the Schwann cells come from HEPI. And so I guess they come from the same precursor. If you want, <laughs> you want to take that all the way through, um, that's just confusing, but sure. I'll, I'll go with that one. Um, uh, so, and, and the question is asking, which is not a potential advantage of using them? Uh, B, the significant migratory ability of neural crest cells means there's no need for purification of cell cultures. Uh, I'm not sure what the the significance of migratory ability of neural crest cells um, means here, because the neural crest cells, right? The the HEPI NCSC cells are direct descendants of embryonic neural crest cells, or of the embryonic neural crest, um, and so I don't know about the if the migratory ability matters at all at this point. Uh, so I'm going to put a question mark on that one. And then C, H, E, P, I, N, C, S, C do not form tumors in vivo, which is a hallmark of adult stem cells. Uh, unless I zoned out at some point, I don't remember anything about tumors being discussed. Um, and then... Uh, D in vivo HEPI NCSE cells translocate away from the neural tube and give rise to a wide array of cell types and tissues. So that would be a potential advantage, I'd assume, so not the answer here. Um, and so I'm left with B and C, I think. Uh, they don't talk about C at all about tumors, uh, I don't think. And so I'm confused about that. Um Oh man, um, and then the migratory ability. I do, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna go with C because I'm so confused, and I just want to move <laughs> on at this point. Yeah, well, moving on is smart if you are stuck. Um, but no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is a funny one. So this one, the actual right answer is D. Uh, that was in vivo HEPI NCSC cells translocate away from their, the neural tube and give rise to a wide array of cell types and tissues. Um, I think you saw that one right away. You thought it was an advantage because it sounds like a good thing. Yeah, but yeah. does it talk about a wide array of cell types and tissues? Oh, because we don't want lots of cell types and tissues. We mm -hmm. want Schwann cells. We do. We yeah. don't want any other cells that we know of. So that seems like a disadvantage. Oh. <laughs> uh, the others are weird, but just for a question like this, just because it's not mentioned in the passage doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Because we see in this case, the migratory ability in choice B wasn't mentioned either. Just like the tumors from choice C weren't really mentioned. So basically, we're just trying to figure out what is rational and what isn't. And so that gives us D as our answer. Uh, the tumors, it's like, well, they didn't talk about them at all. But if these cells don't form tumors, that seems like an advantage because tumors would seem like a disadvantage. Um, 
And then for B, the reason why this migratory ability uh, would be a potential advantage is because we, like you mentioned, those um, neural crest cells basically are those cells that we're trying to isolate uh, are very close to their precursors. So if they have a significant migratory ability, they travel far away um, somewhere else in the organism, then we might not need to purify these cell cultures at all because we may be left only with these, um, the type of cell that we want, which migrated far away from the very similar precursors that might have been located in its original position. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah, it was a hard one. Okay. Question right. 23. 23. Current HEPI and CSC treatments require that the patient be used as the source of the stem cells utilized in their treatment. This is because, A, using the host cells eliminates the need for ethical considerations. B, it controls for the effect of external confounding variables in the treatment. C, it reduces the chance of stem cell re rejection by the host. Or D, it reduces the incidence of crest cell-derived tumors. Hmm. Ah, uh, I, okay. So this one, again, uh, I, I start to be neurotic. I'm like, wait, obviously rejection is something that we have to think about with transplants. And we're talking about transplanting um, stem cells from one person to another. Potentially, that's really what the question's asking. Um, why we we use the same patient, um, the same source for the people, the the injection, the treatment, um, and I'm, but I'm like, wait, stem cells? Is there something special about stem cells? This is where my mind is going. Did I forget? Is there something special about stem cells where they don't have any sort of rejection? Uh, and then <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Um, so I'm going to go with C just because it, it seems logical, right? When you when you transplant cells from one person to another, you, you're worried about rejection. And obviously, uh, mm -hmm. if you use the patient as the source, then there is no rejection or hopefully there's no Good. rejection. Good. Good. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with one like that, it, it makes sense to go with our first instinct because, yeah, it is totally logical. And in fact, there's nothing special about stem cells. Uh, any type of cell that's coming from another person or in a, um, that's basically a foreign cell to us is is going to potentially raise the risk of rejection. Yep. Question 25, damage to which of the following cell structures would not cause the mitotic rates measured in the experiment to be reduced? A, nucleolus, B, kinetochore, C, centrosome, or D, aster? And so this one to me looks like a discrete kind of thrown in here because I don't remember any of these terms being talked about in the passage. And so we have to know about, uh, obviously, mitotic rates and uh, cell doubling and all that fun stuff and to figure out which one of, of these is not right. Mm -hmm. So which one is it? Because I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's so the answer here is A. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, it's pretty tough if you don't remember some of these other structures because B, C, and D are all involved in mitosis. Mm -hmm. And A is not involved. So A, the nucleolus, is going to be where uh, we produce ribosomal RNA. Mm -hmm. So that's not directly involved in mitosis. So that's sort of the odd man out here. Whereas all the other ones are. So basically, if we look at um, B, the kinetochore, 
that is actually a protein complex that is found on the centromere. Uh, so the centromere being where the um, chromosomes are joined together, essentially, and they're going to get pulled apart by spindle fibers. And the kinetochore is specifically the part of the centromere, proteins on the centromere, that the spindle fibers attach to. Okay. So that is involved in mitosis. Essentially, it's like this question is just like, which which of these is not related to mitosis? Yep. Um, and then centrosomes are involved in mitosis, uh, and then aster is a little bit lesser known, but an aster is a structure. Uh, if you've ever seen like a picture of a cell where they have the spindle fibers, and then on either end where the spindle fibers kind of um, irradiate from, where they kind of like um, basically branch out from, you'll see this little like star-shaped thing. Uh, that is going to be an aster. So an aster is a cellular structure that we see um, located around the centrosomes when our spindle fibers are present. So, okay. yep. Just as soon as we see we see those and we think mitosis, then we can get rid of them, okay. essentially. All right. All right. 26. 26. Which of the following cell types performs functions in the central nervous system analogous to Schwann cells? A, chondrocytes. B, microglia. C, oligodendrocytes. Or D, ependymal cells. Hmm. So, which of the lying cell types performs functions in the central nervous system analogous to Schwann cells? So, Schwann cells uh, are the kind of wrapping of the peripheral nerves. And so, the question is, what wraps the the nerves in the central nervous system? And I think it's oligodendrocytes C, if I remember my <laughs> my anatomy appropriately. You're right. All right. Yeah. I, I think my neurologist wife would have gotten mad at me if I didn't know that one. Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one to know, though. That question comes up all the time. Yeah, there's, they're two very similar cell types, but in different locations. Absolutely. All right, there you have it. Some more bio biochem for you. If you are struggling with your test prep, if you need some help to figure out where you are going wrong, check out Next Step Test Prep and the tutoring options that they have available. You can call for a free consultation. They'll figure out where you're struggling and what potential package would work best for you. Again, that's nextsteptestprep.com. Their tutoring package is what they are known for, their one-on-one tutoring. And I've had students who have credited great MCAT scores with even just a month's worth of tutoring on top of all of the studying they were doing already. So they are very flexible with their packages. They'll figure out something that will work with your budget and your timetable. And if you use the promo code MCATPOD, that's M-C-A-T-P-O-D, all capital letters, you can save $50 off their tutoring as well. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. Thank you.